Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we get started today, we just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge something truly heartbreaking. Friend of the show, Alex Lidard, sadly passed away last week, and so our thoughts go out to his family in what we can only imagine is a truly awful time for them. For some bizarre reason, Alex was actually a really big fan of the show and regularly told us how much he enjoyed certain episodes and often gave us suggestions of topics to cover. He even went as far as to donate quite a large amount of money to charity just so that we could discuss two movies that he fondly remembered, which we then, of course, absolutely ridiculed. Even after doing that, he still enjoyed and listened to this silly little podcast we do, which just shows how much of a top guy he really was. Nathan and I would obviously be extremely remiss if we didn't mention that, and of course, just how much we're going to miss him going forward. Thank you for everything, Alex. Rest well, mate. Hello and welcome to another Happy Pod. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Lawrence. Lawrence, hello. Hello, Nathan. How are you today? I am tired. I am scratching my head. I am having an energy drink. But none of that is important. What is important is you telling me and the listeners what the fuck this show is. I'll tell them, Nathan, just as long as you promise to stop banging your desk when you record next to your microphone. Never. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this show, Nathan, is where we talk about pop culture, movies, TV shows, games, something else, uh, some drawings that your nan did that are in the attic. Uh, we try and stay on the positive side of things just to keep things a bit uh, more upbeat, a bit lighthearted, a bit more fun. We cut out that toxicity. Yeah, so I think what Nathan was trying to say there is that we don't always succeed, <laughs> but we do uh, have no, a good No, what I was saying was there's no toxicness. Well, there's a little bit. We're, yeah. we're kind of to- we're toxic to each other sometimes. Mostly you being toxic to me. I disagree. But... I think it's the other way around. Absolutely not. Um, and now I believe 
you have some kind of question for me. Why don't you tell people what that is? So what we do uh, is we first play this theme song. Another happy question. Once that theme song is over, that theme song you just heard, what a banger, by the way. What I do at the start of every episode is I ask Nathan a question, a hypothetical situation, perhaps maybe just an outright would you rather a yes or a no? Uh, and I, I present that to him and it normally kind of correlates somewhat to whatever we're talking about, whatever the topic of the day is. Uh, I then give Nathan the time it takes for us to record, usually a standard like 40 minutes to an hour type situation, at which point Nathan will then, uh, at the end of the episode, uh, share his answer to said question. And Nathan, today we are talking about Sing Street. We are. You, Nathan, are the object of my desires. <laughs> and I, it's very sexy, I know. And I've gone away to write some music that's going to win you over, that I hope will win you over. Okay. I want to know, what bands slash artists am I most likely, in your opinion, to succeed with had I taken inspiration from them to write my jaunty love songs for you? To, to, to clarify that, to repeat that, I want to shag Nathan, big time. And I've gone away to write some music. So I'm going to I'm going to look through some songs, some bands, some artists that I think Nathan would really like and I'm going to take inspiration to write my own love songs to Nathan in hopes that he will hear them and just just want to take me to the bath. Is this what you think will work or what will work? So no no no. So here's there's, there's a second part to this. I have my five choices. I am right. not allowed to change my five choices. Okay. At the end, I would like to hear, in your opinion, what you think would work. From your, Don't think what I think would work. I want to hear okay. what you think, in your opinion, would be the best places to draw inspiration from. And we'll see how many match up, and we'll see just how likely I am to pull you and end up in that bath with you. And, to, and just, again, to be clear, this is to draw inspiration from it's not to just flat out play or yeah, yeah. okay as this movie reiterates cover bands are for losers they are and if you're in a cover band well fuck you <laughs> apart from you listening to this this isn't about you no it is fuck you <laughs> oh, shit you heard him boys he hasn't had his bath yet he's waiting for me so he's a bit tetchy i had a bath in like fucking probably like a good 10 years or some shit you never more had a like- good Oh, mate, you're missing out. You need to have a little bath. I don't like it. Sitting in your own filth. Not for me. This is the same man that once admitted that hungover, he threw up in the shower and didn't bother to move. Well, why would I? It's there. The water's there. So sitting in your own filth. But I'm not sitting in my own filth, though, because it's immediately rinsed off. I think you'll get immediately rinsed off when people hear the appear. <laughs> people hear what you've done, Nathan. Oh my um, god, he's having one off the wrist right now, guys. <laughs> no, no, it's not true. Oh my god, he's wanking. I'm not. It's, it's not what's happening. He's done it. What is going on? He's reversed it. I said I was going to do this to him, and he's now done but it to now me. Now you can't. No, I can if I cut it out and I just say that. Oh my god, Nathan is now having one off. No, the I'll wrist. call back to it. I'll call back to it. Oh, Um, Nathan, I'm going to jump right in and say it's never fun to see the Weinstein Company logo pop up. No, it's not. It's also never fun to see like four four, five minutes of studio logos just back to back to back to back. (laughs) Nothing screams we struggle to get funding. Like 80 logos fighting for first place in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Look, I get it. It's an indie movie. They got to they got to get their money where they can. But yeah. Bloody hell, that just kept on going for a while there, didn't it? (laughs) So, Sing Street is, as I was going to say earlier, is a movie which I have been trying to get you to watch 
for six years now, and for four of those years, I thought I succeeded. I thought you watched this movie years ago. <laughs> you To the point where you even had the fucking blue... I saw this on your shelf. Yeah. You had the Blu-ray, yeah, but you just didn't watch it. And then you sold all your Blu-rays. In my defense, yeah, never <laughs> opened that one. In my defense, I bought it with sole intent to watch it. Why else would I purchase it? Uh, oh, exactly. I know why. It's because I was a stupid little wanker in uni who was like, I like Blu-rays. I like physical copies of things. Yeah. So yeah, what you thought I'd watch? Did I? I didn't tell you I'd watch this. I I'm, just, I'm pretty sure that you told me you'd watched it. I, I distinctly remember. <laughs> just to get you to shut up. Just, yeah, probably just to get me to shut up. Um, so I was sure that you would watch this. And then I said, oh, let's do Sing Street. And you're like, yeah, I've never seen it. I'm like, what? So, <laughs> what do you mean? Um, <laughs> can I can I come straight in with this? Well, what are you going to say? I mean, to tell you that, I'd have to go straight in with it, Nathan. So can uh, I go straight in with it? Not yet. Um, I've been, like, this is a movie that I say, like I said, I've been trying to get you to watch for six years. Because I enjoy this movie quite a lot. This movie, for me, came out of nowhere. It was something, I think, that I just decided to watch one day on a whim. Um, and then immediately just fucking fell in love with it. And that was a lot more... Um, nice? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Open. <laughs> you had a much more open heart back then. I guess I did. <laughs> before, yeah. before the system and the man ground you down. Yeah, I was a lot more willing to open to, open to new experiences back then. <laughs> I guess. I don't think um, that's necessarily ever been too much of your problem. Like, no, I, I don't I, think it has. Yeah. Apart from whenever I suggest something to you, then you're like, no, I'll flat out think that's bad. I'm still kicking my feet up about the next two weeks or whatever. So... Um, <laughs> But but no, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. And then I wanted my friends to enjoy it. And six years later, I succeeded. You had to start a podcast, <laughs> but we got there eventually. Yeah. I don't like admitting when I'm wrong. <laughs> right? I don't. I know you don't. I finished this movie. I turned around to Zucchini, <clears throat> who was near me. And I said, for fuck's sake. And the reason why I said that is because I knew that in about three hours time, I'd have to come on here while you laughed about how right you were. And I had to swallow some humble pie because <sighs> this this is a very beautiful film. This, yeah, I know, he's pulling a smug face. Uh, <laughs> this film, yeah, it did come out of nowhere. It has no right being as like deep and moving as it is. Um, there are some things in this that I think are expressed really well. There's some, especially for an indie movie, there's some like there's some real craft going on here. Um, and just talent in terms of like how it's shot, how it's edited, how the whole thing's put together. It's it's a, it's a very it's a very good film. But why did you why why do you want to come back to it? What 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 got you singing on your street for this movie? Uh, mostly, it was to make you admit that you was wrong. If I'm being honest, <laughs> so, so that was um, good. Which is something that happens on this podcast quite a lot. Um, it's not the first time you've been forced to eat your humble pie, Lawrence. Is it? You wait till um, next week. You just wait until next. I know you. I know next week you're gonna just turn around and be like, "I didn't like it." Even if you loved it, you're gonna. I'm just not say, gonna love it. I'm not. There's no way I'm gonna love it. If I like it, I'll admit it. All right. If I like it, I'll admit it. But Fine. I'm just not. And you'll see what we're talking about next week. <laughs> Sing Street. It's a good movie. When's it set? 1985. 1985. Dublin. 
Ireland. Uh, set in a very interesting time. No one's got a lot of money. Um, kind of, it seems like a, a rough place to live. Uh, it is always fun to watch a little posh public school, uh, po uh, yeah, posh private school boy get get shipped down to 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 learn with the common folk uh, who will all tease him. I've got, I've got a fun note that says you can always spot the new kid at school because the usual kids are wearing their jumpers and ties all scruffy, but then the new guy comes in with his pristine blazer. And, yeah. uh, and no one else will be wearing a blazer for the sake of the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is helpful. true. I went to a private school. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And you give me shit. For <laughs> what was it you said to me last week? Something like you thought, oh, Lawrence wouldn't understand Les Mis because he fucking, he hoards wealth <laughs> with his fucking, <laughs> in his fucking castle, Lord High Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't relate to the common folk, the struggles of the everyday man. <laughs> what the fuck were you doing in a private school? It makes sense when I tell you the reason. It was when I lived in Germany, and oh, right. it was a, it was an English school for English uh, children whose parents were in the army. Um, oh, I see. So it was in an English army camp. Okay. Um, well, I say English British. Okay, I didn't know this. I didn't know this about you. I was there for a total of nine months. You, you I'm so. pretty sure you were like you were never anywhere for long when you were younger. No, never anywhere more than two years at most. You could be a great book protagonist, you know that. You could, you could be the lead <laughs> character in a book. I did not write any notes on this movie because I forgot. So, Lawrence, <laughs> what are your talking points? Oh, good. Uh, right, okay. So, I mean, like... Where do you want to start, then? What What was it that, that kind of... When, when did I win you over? Or when did Sing Street win you over? Was there a specific point where you was watching this and you was like... Actually, I'm having a pretty good time here. Yeah, I think... Was it when you saw Lord Peter Baelish show up? <laughs> no, but it, it is fun to see him. Um, and it's also, it's nice. It's nice mm. to see him in a role where he doesn't have to really badly hide his Irish accent. Um, so Does he hide it? <laughs> in Game of Thrones, he's proper, like, it becomes, it becomes way more posh and highbrow. He's in Bohemian Rhapsody as well, where it's like attempting to be American and it just, it's not... Great. I haven't seen that film. The girl from this is in Bohemian Rhapsody as well. She's she's that's, good enough. That's what I hear, but I won't yeah. watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, all right. So the moment this won me over was probably when they started forming the band. I was a big. Ah. I liked, you know, I, I I'm I'm all for a montage. I'm not I'm not without a soul and a heart. I like some nice people get together and have some have some quippy moments um and and learn how to play their instruments i like the i think the main point was the uh i like the guy that loves rabbits he's a i like that character. guy too yeah. he's a, he's a fun character i like that he's for some reason they just made, made him weirdly obsessed with rabbits but just never explained it just yep. like and then yeah. they asked him they were like what's the deal with you and rabbits and he was like just like just him. like him yeah, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Sometimes you just—he's also inexplicably capable of playing every instrument under the sun. He also owns every instrument under the sun. And then when they say every instrument, they really mean it as well. Like yeah, he pulls out the fucking bagpipes and everything. Yeah. He's playing a flute, a recorder, and all sorts. Yeah. Um, something that right. Something I like in this, and I'm, I'm I'm wondering if you can help me elaborate on this because I, I I have the makings of a point, but I don't quite know if it's there. Um, it's more of a feeling, and I wonder if you can define it for me. In this movie, has a great sense of enthusiasm about music, right? Yes. And the mo the other one that I thought about, the other movie that I thought about that has a big sense of enthusiasm of music, and stick with me here because it's not going to go where you think it's going to go. 
uh, is La La Land. Oh, okay, yeah, that didn't go. Yeah, I know. I know everyone has to joke about. Oh, Damien Chazelle loves jazz. He, you know, has such a rock on for jazz because he made Whiplash and he made La La Land and whatever. And Neil, maybe Neil Armstrong listens to Jazz on the Moon. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen that movie. He gets a he gets a jazz playlist on his iPod. Yeah, yeah, and he's like one one small step step did a twirl or what it was a jazz move for mankind. I don't know. There's the makings of a joke there. You can <laughs> you can find something that's uh, fun. make your own joke up and fill it in the gap. Sometimes it's fun to watch you just struggle your way through. Uh, <laughs> through. <laughs> I was gonna say like a small hop, step, and slide or something for mankind or whatever. That Great. was where I was gonna go with that. Great. Let's workshop that and then we'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah, next week we'll, we'll come through with that one. Um, no, but what basically what I was going to say is there's a sense of enthusiasm for music in this film that is also present in something like La La Land, but it doesn't feel like a big Hollywood phony piece of shit. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it feels right. like people that understand music theory have, mm. have wrote this, people that understand what music means to people have wrote this, rather than Ryan Gosling just faking his way through going, Oh, it's different every night, and it's jazz, and it's uh, oh, I love jazz. All right, if you like La La Land, tune out. <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason La La ah oh, I don't know how to say this La La Land feels like exactly like you said, like a phony piece of shit. At no point when I'm watching La La Land do I feel like these people are actually passionate about what they're talking about. If sure Emma Stone's acting like she's a struggling actress, but she's going to these fancy parties we, with Hollywood. We see celebs. her parents' house in that movie. <laughs> she's fine. Exactly. It's it's all very glamorous and oh the city lights, but then at the same time it's like Oh, I, I love jazz so much, but also let's be a homage to classic uh, classic Hollywood cinema of the, of the forgotten years and all this sort of stuff. Let's just... literally go to the building in Rebel Without a Cause and float. Yes, and then we'll also have little strings be like the old thingy effects in movies, because fuck off. Um, <laughs> it's just... That is a movie which, for pretty much the entire run length, it just screams... I'm pretentious, look at me. Now in Sing Street, the characters, to be fair to them, they do scream, especially fucking the brother and Rafina and all this. They do scream, I'm pretentious, look at me. Oh yeah. But then they're they're more justified in doing that though. They more have a right and they're still even though they are pretentious, they're still more passionate about what they're pretentious about. I think than... I think there's a core difference in so, say something like La La Land, and if if you like it, we'll stop digging it out in a minute. But it is, it's, I never it's will. Wh- watch it again. Is what I'll say. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's, I think even when like the brother, like you said, and the and his brothers, the two brothers in this, they are, and one of them grows to be more so. Um, they're pretentious people. You probably wouldn't want to hang out with these people in real life because they they just go on about the same fucking shit, and that's fine because as characters. It's not their only sole want and need. It might be presented in that sense, but the brother actually has some other stuff going on in the movie. It's more subtle than the younger brother, um, who is the protagonist of the movie, obviously. But what I'm saying is they have lives outside of this thing. I can't pinpoint a single moment in La La Land. And maybe I'm wrong, but I not off the top of my head anyway. Can I pinpoint a single moment in La La Land where Ryan, Ryan Gosling's character isn't extremely motivated or does anything else that warrants anything, you know, it feels any emotion because of anything other than jazz. Yeah. And it's purely so that Damien Chazelle can go, jazz, the movie, I guess. 
Jazz the movie. Also as well, just to take it away from La La Land, just to focus more back on Sing Street, the reason I think the pretentiousness of these characters doesn't seem quite as offensive is they're, they're young as well. Like, yeah. the, he's a kid, and Rafina, she's, what, a year older than him? 16, 15, they both are? Yeah. Um, so, of course, he's, he's going to, like, suddenly identify and be passionate about music and then make it his whole fucking personality. Because that's what kids do. They yeah. latch onto something, and they fucking... They get excited to dive into it and stuff. And, yeah, it makes more sense than this 30-year-old grown man just being like... <laughs> Like, I love jazz, and I love you, but not as much as I love jazz. Yeah, so. I, think I think I might love jazz more than you, but that's fine, because I think you love acting more than me. Yeah. But I'll tell yeah. you what is powerful, our love. Yeah. But not as powerful as jazz <laughs> and acting. And what is? Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, let me play the piano. Um, so, anyway, Sing Street, what was you saying? It has a great sense of enthusiasm to it, which also, like, as an audience member, as a first-time audience member especially, um, in my position... You just can't help but get on board. Like, yeah. you just, like, and it, and it also helps that it's one of the rare movies where a band make a song in a movie and it's not terrible. Like, you know, in, you know, in a lot of, like, maybe not so much, like, sitcoms, but, like, you know, a lot mm. of network shows, um, the network will also be trying to launch an actor or an actress's solo singing career at the same time because they're a big name. Yeah. Happened all the time in fucking, like, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon and shit. Right? Yeah. And they'll always shoehorn in an episode. Oh my god, I've got to perform at the talent show. Yeah. And the song that's written is just the most fucking terrible written in five minutes piece of shit. Not the case in this. I think every single song they performed is, is a banger. Good. It's good and, music. And, and somehow as well, it's written in a sense where it, everything tight. He writes the songs based on the experiences he's had, as songwriters often do. But we, it, the difference is in this film, we see the the songs being written and the experiences they're being written about and they're good songs they're like they they work it is a crying shame that um this movie did not win best original song uh at the oscar specifically drive it like you stole it should have fucking won best yeah. original song it's a banger uh, it, it is it's an absolute banger but it didn't uh, some other piece of shit one. I'm looking up what it was now. <laughs> um, just so I can be petty. Oh, fucking hell. Look who it is. Oh, no. It's not, is it? It is. City it's... of Stars. La La Land. Fucking hell. I'm just going to go on record and say <laughs> I didn't intend for this to happen. But for La La Land and City of Stars especially, oh. for that song, Fuck probably all. the most void of fucking passion song. Yeah. In that entire thing. There's good songs in La La Land, I'll be the first to admit. There's some good, catchy songs. Mm, yeah. It's not that one. That no. one's the bad transition scene one. Yeah. Oh, God. Fuck, that's really that's really fucking annoyed me. Um, but yeah, no, I really like the music. I've listened to the music quite a bit um, over the years. I'm um, gonna. It's yeah. definitely one to add to the playlist, yeah. They're, they're very good songs. Like I say, Drive It Like You Stole It is just an absolute bop. Um, yeah. Very, very, very fun. Um, and the videos that they make as well, they're intentionally a little bit shit, um, I guess. But I, I don't know. They're kind of fun, though. They're, they're definitely work. fun. They f Another thing, they feel like kids made it. The camera yes. work is like not great, but it's clearly going for that like eighties music video edgy. I was just gonna say it does. It does also feel like a very eighties music video at the same time. Yeah, like, and I, I guess that's like production design, that's set dressing, that's <laughs> everything in terms of the movie, not just 
the actual like work of the film itself um or yeah. making the the fake music videos it's um yeah this whole thing like right down to it it's little things but if you notice it it's clearly working um little things like you can you can look down the street for miles you won't see a single car that's out of place like it's the streets and stuff look look as the area should do the estates look as they should do there's not like a, a rogue <laughs> modern fire alarm anywhere which is always like a downfall <laughs> of some things yeah um no it's... i mean i think that's just because dublin hasn't changed much <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean that's pres- <laughs> that's probably likely yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's probably quite easy to go there and be like eh, slap an old fucking chevy there call it a day <laughs> do you have a favorite song um, I didn't know if it was going to be one of those films where like they had one original song and they were like, this song is going to take us all the way to the big competition. Um, and they just kept repeating <laughs> no. that song. The music is, uh, the, the movie is far less lazy than that, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I loved the, the the first one they did. The uh, it, it's Something of the Riddle. Of the, riddle. That's it, yeah. Just a classic. I mean, they, they intentionally say it's drawn inspiration from like Duran Duran. Um, and it's it, you can tell, uh, and it's very derivative of the 80s time period, but there's yeah. a reason that the 80s time period is so elite for music is because it, it, 90% of the bit was just good stuff. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that song too. Um, I do think Driver Like a Story is my favourite one. Yeah. But then there's... Um, I think they know that as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's why they... like. <laughs> put money into the actual performance yeah. of it and everything clearly. oh so, side point just another one for la la land if you're gonna if you're gonna do a and harken back to rebel without a cause watch this movie it's much better uh, <laughs> there you go <laughs> i did i did like the moment in like in the driver like your soul lit sequence where because obviously like his parents show up and then his brother shows up and everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the moment where like rafina's there but she's with her older boyfriend and first of all i don't know if you noticed but her older boyfriend is in a suit but it's like a prison uniform suit like, it's oh, really? got the black and white stripy lines all across <laughs> it. Like an old-fashioned prisoner's uniform. Oh, that's um, weird. And then they have the knife fight, kind of. And yeah. I just love the way that after the knife fight, they just like kind of like, yeah, okay, and then walk off. Yeah, it was, like, little... it, it was the most civil, like, all right, you won the knife fight, off you go now. Yeah, We're, we're now friends, and I respect that you won the knife fight. <laughs> now I leave. <laughs> I, I've got some. I just, sorry, if you think I'm taking over at any point, it's because I know you don't have any notes. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm, I'm on IMDb. Okay, good. I'm sure someone will come up. <laughs> oh, good. You come here for original content. One thing that I noticed: this movie has a almost purposely unpolished vibe to it, which I really appreciate. I'm sure, you're working. How do you mean? The when we meet, um, what's the girl's name? Rafina. Rafina. Yeah. Um, we meet Rafina's kind of like. <clears throat> part-time boyfriend full-time pedophile um yeah. we, we meet him in his car um oh it makes me laugh that scene so much yeah it, but it's so he like he, he turns up he's just kind of a bit of a you can tell the movie says he's the dick he doesn't seem yeah. like much of a dick at the time but he's 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 the movie dick yeah um but where where it would be the cinematic choice for a car blaring music to pull away into the night <laughs> they decide to just kind of have him stall the car uh, which is which is good fun, um, but I wrote like it's hilarious, but it's not played for a comedic beat. It's just more of it's real life. It's shit like that happens. It's it's I don't know why, but there's something about a car stalling which is just 
fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, just it's just the way he, like he pulls off in this big manner, and then it stalls, and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe it's the inherently British thing because there's always the oh, fuck shit. Oh, bollocks. Okay. Fuck. 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 Um, yeah. Maybe, uh, let me. Let me. Any. 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 Uh, any listeners across the seas, let us know if that's. If that's something that's funny, where you're from, <laughs> it's funny here. We like it. Um, um, so the, yeah. the the other one is like um, not so much the first kiss they have, um, but like uh, a nice kissing scene where the two are finally alone for a, for a moment or two. Um, and he goes in for a second kiss, but she's got a mouthful of biscuit. Yeah, uh, that's that's good. And then um, they have the. And then, <laughs> what I like about that as well is then they have the go ahead, but then he just double checks again. He's like, "Are you good now? Are, yeah, you are, are you good. Are we you good? Got the biscuit. Yeah, yeah." Um, and the and just a, just the the main kind of point running through it. Um, the singer is is just not always shown to be amazing at singing. His voice cracks. His uh, yeah. He's like when he has to sing without the accompaniment uh, the accompaniment of his band. He's yeah. not great live. Like he's just not he's not a world class singer, but he has the charisma to pull off a stage presence. Yeah. Um and so yeah, just just kind of things like that where I'm like I just I'm not going to choose La La Land. Just imagine another movie very similar to La La Land uh, that I'd be referencing here where it's just physically incapable of letting the protagonist look like a fucking idiot. I know it's a different tone, but also, it's kind of not because it's pla- this is played as a light comedy, which is supposed to be intended as sincere and heartfelt and wholesome. hundred um, percent. Yeah, and it's and it's just I, I like the fact that it's it's not afraid for its for it to be more real than other movies kind of get the chance to be. Yeah, no. That being said, though, there are some like really talented moments. I've like you said earlier of, of craft and filmmaking in this mm. as well. There's one moment in particular which I always enjoy, kind of early-ish on in the movie, towards the middle of the movie. Um, the the main guy goes over to his the his friend's house, the guy with all the rabbits, uh, like in the middle of the night to write a song. And they and they just start writing this song down together. I can't actually remember specifically what song it is. I think it might be Up, um, I think. But yeah, they start to like get the bones of the song together, and then they start to play it. And then they're there, both there, like in their like pajamas and nightwear, I guess, just like putting the bones of this song together. Yeah. But then it turns into like a one shot, and the camera pans around the room, and then the rest of the band are there, and then it's daytime. Yeah. And then it just keeps going. You see all the bands playing the song, and then it's back to them. So, like, obviously, whilst the camera was on the other team, on the rest of the band, they didn't get dressed and all that sort of stuff. And it's just a really, really good moment. Uh, Uh, Just a good one shot in there. One takes are always better when they're not stitched with CGI. You can always tell just a little bit. Yeah, you can always you can always get the impression. This it's that shot specifically. I had it in my notes as well to just to bring up. It's like. That's a masterclass in a, a natural performance, but then also like commitment of the actors because there have been so many people quietly doing things behind the yeah. camera. Oh, 100%, yeah. Even the lighting as well, getting the lighting yeah. to take the scene from midnight to daylight in yeah. just a sweep of the fucking... That's that's what I was going to say. Like people, that a lot of a lot of praise for, <sighs> for that. People will kind of go immediately to the camera work. But the camera's mm. like... The simplest part. Everyone else is firing on all cylinders to make that shot achievable, yeah. and it and it works. It's a great moment, um, and it's fun. 
And you got you got the mum coming in to be like, look at this little band going. My son's in a band. It's it's good fun, is what it and then, is. And then she's upstairs. She's got a vibrator ready. You know? <laughs> yeah. she... There is a, there, yeah, there is a bizarre moment in this where the mum's like, the band are practicing. I mean, logic logic would suggest that is the best, the best time. time. Yeah, you've got you can clearly hear when you're about to be disturbed. Yeah. So take the chance, mate. Yeah, Unless, go for it, love. But then I, I guess it's a it's a catch twenty two almost because. Someone could still be playing the drums, but someone could be coming upstairs. It could, could go uh, yeah. horribly wrong. Actually, that's true. It could, could go horribly wrong. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're deaf to either outcome. Uh, <laughs> so, so good luck with that. Um, ladies, if you're listening for advice. <laughs> if you're looking for advice on when to best have one off the wrist. It's, it's right now, Nathan's doing it as we do it now. Do it now. <laughs> if, you, yeah, if, you're looking, if you're looking for the best time, it's 1985 in Dublin, in this woman's house. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. There's all, also um, some really good editing in this. One yeah. moment I enjoy in particular. Um, just some funny cuts, like you go, I think it's the mother just says to him, "You, you lads, you better not be smoking or something like that, or <laughs> don't be smoking whilst I'm gone." And he goes, "We won't be," and then just cuts to all of them just having a fun <laughs> in the little garage or whatever. It's good. It's um, yeah. It's. Uh... It, there, there are there are these great little moments, uh, like I said, where they're not even just intended to be funny scenes because they move on from those jokes so quickly. But they're just it's it's the way to use. I think we spoke about this in the Five Hundred Days of Summer podcast as well. A lesser director wouldn't seize those opportunities. Yeah, um, and it who who did direct this? I have no idea. Um, John Carney or Kenny Carney. I haven't heard of him. I'd, I'd be curious to see if he did anything after this, like anything cool. There's a moment as well, just towards the beginning, when the um, the the principal of the school walks into the classroom and everyone's just fucking about. It's chaos in there. As I'm sure you'll know, schools, um, boys in particular, it's all very rough and tumble and that mm. sort of thing. Um, but there's one guy just having a fag, just out the window, <laughs> yeah. and then he just puts it out as the principal walks in. Yeah. I don't know why that makes me fucking crease every time I watch that's, this movie. <laughs> that's good. There's, I think they 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 definitely take it to a to a comedic limit of like extras in the background doing things yeah. in this school that is just so clearly not allowed. <laughs> Yeah, um, one of one of the highlights is it's not this isn't a hidden background thing at all. One of the highlights is that they're having a turn the lights on, turn the lights off battle with the principal or whatever, or just some priest that works there. And the guy just picks up the, in one take, he just picks up the fire extinguisher and just smashes the fucking wall in where the switch yeah. is. And just like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the natural conclusion to. But like, what I'm saying is. It's a scene that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know, he's told to turn off the light switch. They have a back and forwards, and then it ends with a conclusion of the lights of the light switch being smashed in. It's yeah. it's a good comedic little beat that is just fun. So there's a moment, and I'm I'm interested to know your thoughts on it because it's it's never explicitly said, but there is a moment like in the middle of the movie that's kind of vague and sinister as well. Yeah. Um, so. I think I might know what you mean. You probably do. So the main kid, whose name I forget, Connor, um, he he goes into school. He's 
He's always been told off for wearing his brown shoes, um, but now he's gone in there and he's wearing makeup because he likes to express himself like his favourite musical artists do. Uh, good on him. Um, but obviously, in a Catholic school in 1985, the big priest uh, headmaster isn't going to like that. So he calls him into his office and then he tells him that he needs to wash it off. Um, and then he, there's just a weird moment mm. where he just he invites him to use his bathroom and then he disappears off. And you can kind of see the wheels turning on Connor's face yeah. as like he's thinking about what's necessarily going to happen. Because we know the... the They're the, known the, for the, something. Yes, priests and priests who are in charge of boys' schools... And priests in the 80s, Catholic priests, are known for not being the nicest of blokes I, and doing I, some terrible things, shall yeah. we say. I think not being the nicest of blokes <laughs> is a nice nice way of putting it. Um, to, to, take, to take the lid off it, uh, not all, and this is gen- generally not the case. Yeah. But some of them are filthy nonces. Yeah. And then, yeah, I I picked up on that. It's not actually the moment that I thought you were addressing, but I picked up on I picked up on that. Um, and then it's 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 kind of it's it's kind of then sad to see then the 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 ignored suggestion is then met with a very aggressive sequence. Yeah. Of uh, of him washing his face, rubbing soap all over his face in in what I could only really interpret as a very frustrated case of like almost sexual violence well even before he invites him to use his bathroom he like says you have such a pretty little face and then kind yeah. of like strokes his hand across him kind of as well and it's yeah. just it, it's very uncomfortable it's it's very just yeah the dynamic know. lands is very inappropriate and i think it's 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 intentionally vague because yeah. That's a big market to piss off, and an extremely vocal market, as people have unfortunately realised over the years. Um, I'm interested to know what you thought was the sinister moment. The implication that uh, Rafina's dad, um, yes, yes, or stepdad, I think it was. um, I think it was her dad. Her dad. Um, Oh no, maybe it was her stepdad. Yeah, yeah, so her dad's dead, but this was she might have been referencing long ago or something. Um, But. The fact that she's a sixteen-year-old girl, and the the clear implication that her dad molested her, yeah, or at least just couldn't take his eyes off of her, which is just as inappropriate and harassing. Um, it's Rafina's a very interesting character because at first she can seem almost annoying, um, yeah. really, because she's just like, um, you know, I'm going to be a model and better than you she never explicitly says that but you kind of like get that sense from her and she's she's, a, she's above the people that look at her as she yeah, walks past yeah exactly she's, she, the film literally positions her at the top of a set of stairs and yeah, yeah exactly exactly um but then as the as you actually get to know her as a character and as connie gets to know her and she you know she tells him more about her, her own like fucking backstory and stuff and you realize just how much like fucking deep trauma this this mm. girl has gone through she 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 is in a very interesting character and you can you can understand why she kind of acts the way she does and why she is uh you know a little bit more um vocal and kind of over the top in some places and it makes perfect sense why she would be um yeah. so so yeah she's a really interesting character but yeah it is again a, a, a sinister moment i definitely took it as 
well, she she's in a home for girls, first of all. She's in, like, a fucking yeah. orphanage, basically. Her mum's in the hospital, and her, her dad's dead, and to me, anyway, very much implied that he molested her or something along those lines. Yeah, so. just something, something sinister, vague. Um, enough that I think... I think the movie is is polite in that approach because it's not enough that would um, set off any triggers for anyone, but it's definitely something that is it's it's a, it's designed to be vague but also clear in its yeah. in what it's in what it's saying happened, which gives a reason for the character's trauma, like you said, and it's 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 done it's done tastefully, which is which is quite quite respectful, I think, of the movie, especially because I think that's something I've got about this this whole thing towards the end of it. I was like, I thought this was a fun. A movie <laughs> about kids having a good time making a band, making some tunes. Hashtag right. tricked, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I was pranked. I, I mean, the, mo- the movie ninjas. Introduces- <laughs> it's Barney. No, <laughs> um, the movie introduces the the motif of happy sad, um, which gets brought up continuously throughout it as people saying it doesn't make any fucking sense. How can you be happy and sad? You absolutely can be. Um, it's it's defined beautifully by Rafina um, as being you know as as Connor hasn't learnt to be happy in the sad situation that he's in. He hasn't learnt to be content with the shit life has given him. Um, and there's just everyone in this fucking movie is deflecting some sort of internal pain. Um, yeah. At least at least the main players are. And w- one arc that I thought was amazing and very understated and clever and kind of ties into the ending of how you sense an emotional victory for him despite him having not achieved much um was was the character of his older brother who i just loved in this 100 percent. jack Ryan does an amazing job yeah. um the scene where he just kind of fucking breaks down in mm. the bedroom and just fucking says like i was gonna be great i was gonna fucking mm. you know do something incredible with my life and then basically you came along and I had to protect you and I had to fucking chart a course for you because otherwise every, yeah every every kind of um every person that accepts you laughed at me for doing it first yeah and I it's it's very much the you know it's are you brave for doing something that someone that paved the way like the um it's like um it's like appropriation of uh, like I watched the Elvis movie recently and there's a there's always a debate about Elvis about how he kind of took from from black culture yeah. and and repurposed it and repackaged it and yeah people gave him some shit for it but he was never in genuine danger he was never being being they say this in in the movie as well being being a white boy as the face of this was okay um, yeah. and it's it, obviously this film doesn't have the racial component to it um but it is very much the case of like it, it kind of asks the question are you brave because you did it second when you knew it was okay to do it yeah um, or is the person that you know can you really look at him as a failure because arguably he's achieved way more of an opportunity for his brother than and and almost was brave enough to step aside and let it be someone else's dream that was fulfilled yeah definitely and the way the way he he's one line he says in particular i was a fucking jet engine yeah. When he just shouts that his brother, it's it's such a good moment and it's a really good performance mm. uh, from the actor from Jack Rayner, um, and then at, at the end as well when uh, Connor and Rafina they're you know they're going across on the boat to England and stuff, um, and there's that kind of like awkward moment where like 
they both clearly want to hug each other, mm. but they're, they're, they're still like some 80s, you know, manliness, and like, oh, I'm not gonna fucking do that with a, yeah. a man, you know? Um, and then, like, Rafina kind of breaks the tension and hugs him first. She gives him a hug. Um, and then he'll, like, he pulls his brother into a, into a hug. But then once he does, he just doesn't fucking let go. He yeah. holds on really tightly to his little brother. Um, it, beautiful moment. Really beautiful moment. Yeah, it's 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 lovely, and it kind of like, you know, it's the concept of I. I it's a very subtle moment in this, and I really liked it because I, I. It was a moment where you watch it, and you not not the hug, uh, but like something else that happens a bit earlier. Um, it's a moment where you you. The movie sets something up, and then when it doesn't pay it off, you go, "Oh, I was expecting that to happen, and it never did." Um, yeah. He he invites his older brother to just perform like a guitar solo at the gig he's doing. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I probably will. Um, and the, the, I was like, oh, that'll be cool. That's that's the resolution to his brother's arc. His brother's arc will be the fact that he got out the house, he stopped smoking a whole, a whole bunch of weed, and yeah. um, and and got to live his his dream of kind of being a rock star at what I'd assume will be the climax of the film, big gig, happy crowd kind of situation. Um, it never happened. Uh, he never performed his solo. And when you realize why and and the ending of the film is actually served with him letting and aiding his little brother to literally and metaphorically move on from the place he's stuck in. It's just sad. <laughs> like yeah. It's fucking, it's really sad that he it was is. like, ah, nah, I like it. It sets it up as like, yeah, I'll probably play that guitar mm-hmm. at your gig. Mm-hmm. Why not? And then realizes his purpose in this moment is to just step aside, give his brother the moment and then aid him as best as he can. While we're on him as well, uh, he has the best line in the movie, um, which is that no woman can ever truly love a man who listens to Phil Collins. Um, <laughs> spat my drink out and laughed at that. Um, this this has some this there's there's a bunch of fucking one-liners in this that are classic. Like they're just yeah. instantly great. Yeah, no, that's a good you've, line. You've got um, you've got without without the girl, you just look like a bunch of gay kids in the alleyway. Made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. um, with uh, you, you've got the, um, the oh this is something I'll say as well uh, you've got of course he plays something he's black <laughs> referring to like the, the the one black kid that they know playing an instrument um, yeah. something I'll say in this as well obviously a, racism was a massive part of the time period which is you know gross and, and awful but no one can deny the fact that it was present in this in this time Um I like that the movie makes a real conscious effort to make sure the people that are saying racist things are the butt of the joke and they look stupid more so than the people they're racially abusing. Yeah. Um, it's so not just it's not just people being ignorant and hateful and racist. It's yeah. it's just, oh, I don't understand. And now yeah. I look silly. <laughs> it's not Tarantino saying, I'm, I'm allowed to use this because time yeah. periods and history. No, actually, I'm going to write a scene where I say the N-word because yeah. I can do that. Yeah, it's fun. so fucked that, that happens all the time, isn't it? It's so gross. The director's like, "What's this? It's set in any other time period other than today." M word, M word, M word, M word, M word. Like it, ah, it's icky. And this is I do, I do love that that kid's mum as well. They go to his his house and he's like, "Does the black kid live here?" And he's like, "No, he's four, he's four doors down." And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she's like what are you doing you of course he does and, and she she has an accent but when they speak to him he's got an obvious irish accent and, yeah. and he's like he's speaking slowly again playing the idiot um, yeah. for the purpose of the scene which is good but then he's like i've lived here like 
90 percent of my fucking life how else am i supposed to talk like i was <laughs> raised in ireland what the fuck yeah good scene funny yeah. funny stuff um one thing i just want to say is uh i i really like the character and this is probably surprising surprise me but i really like the character of the bully um yeah at the cool. school because like he's a dick for most of the movie and then at one point you see why he's such a dick. Yeah. And then the the very first opportunity that he's given to actually be friends with someone and to actually do something else other than be a dick, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. That seems cool. I want to yeah. have friends. <laughs> it's not like, what I liked about it is there's, there's like, le- again, lesser directors would be like, the band needs a bodyguard, and he's like, and he's like, don't you know? You you'd be good to beat people up for us that get on stage and blah blah blah. And it's it's more than that. It's it's he doesn't care what he's there to do, as evidenced by the fact that he's like trying to set up their instruments and not really knowing <laughs> what the fuck he's there for. Doing, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is just like you said. It's just the first opportunity he's given to have a life outside of the fucking horrible home life and situation he's in. Yeah, um, is good. And I um a, a, a line in this that fucking. I mean, there's a few. There's a few lines in this that kind of like just kind of rip your gut out. Um, and one of them was the just how just how distraught that bully looks, and how much his ego and pride is hurt, um, and how much he's obviously deeply connected with what was said to him, but his exterior won't let him show it. Was that he's he's only capable of stopping things. He's not capable of creating anything for himself. Yeah. Um, and it was just yeah, it's a fucking. It, I, the, everything in this the writing in this is fucking clean as hell very like good yeah. people like people go on about that whole um like i remember when 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 one division dared to say that fucking line that is now tattooed on a million people across the world um where vision is what like is love? yeah i remember Maybe when don't pe- hurt me yeah <laughs> yeah exactly when that line itself but like <laughs> that that got so much attention but lines some of the lines in this very like, good. They're just so good, and they deserve yeah. people looking at them as great kind of bodies of work. Because the writer, again, I'd be interested to see what the writer did after this. Now, as a fan of, as a very big fan of The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. um, something I noticed this time that I watched it, which I hadn't noticed before, because I don't think, because the last time I watched this movie, I don't think I'd played The Last of Us Part Two. But something I noticed this time is, I don't know if you noticed it. But during one point um, where Connor and Rafina are walking around the park, they're just walking around their little park, just having a little nice conversation. Um, I think they're talking about the song that he wrote. um, And just very subtly in the background, the music, it's Aha's Take On Me, Mm, but very slowed down and just the gentle keys of the piano. And it's... It's just fucking beautiful. And obviously I fucking love... It just reminded me of that moment in The Last of Us where yeah. Ellie plays in. It's just a really peaceful and beautiful moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I liked that. That was cool. Yeah, I, I know. I noticed that playing in the background as well when I did... I had that. I had The Last of Us thoughts myself. <laughs> where I was like, oh, I like that colour. Uh, colour. Uh, cover. There's a lot of... Um, the, the Last of Us 2 has a bunch of slowed down acoustic covers of stuff that is just very nice. It's got... I think it's got Through the Valley. Uh, it's got... Uh, I think Joel does Joel sing Wayfaring Stranger at one point I think in the credits he does yeah 
Or Future Days uh, as well. That's good. Oh, so, he does. He, yeah, he does. It's all stuff on my productive playlist uh, that I, <laughs> I've got on Spotify. And um, will any hits from this be making it in to your productive yeah. playlist, Lawrence? Oh, not productive. What will, what will gain the honor of joining your playlist? It, it can. It will, it will join. My, it won't join my productive playlist because I won't oh, be productive okay. if I put this on. I'll just Sorry, be dancing. Sorry, <laughs> no, Sing Street has 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 garnered the the honor of my other playlist, which is called yeah. the Everyday Playlist, oh, um, okay. and which is home to bangers. Um, and no, there's some there's some good ones in this. The um, Drive It Like You Stole It is an obvious classic. Brown Shoes is a good song. Yeah, Brown Shoes song. was a good song. About telling the the rapist priest to fuck off. So. I like that in that sequence as well. The priest just leaves. <laughs> like, I wonder what he's going to walk into on Monday morning or something but he just he just he's like oh fuck this yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave I just noticed that my phone is on 69% battery nice that's the sex number it is the sex number uh, another another great line in this um, is the how keeping people as a mystery kind of like at least I am I took it as like you know it if you if if you just perceive people as they are and you don't get to know them and you're kind of uh, an observant stranger to them, uh, it there's a nice mystery there. But once you get to know them and break down their walls, it's a um, it applies limits. Um, <clears throat> and I like that that scene as a negative to him. He's like, it's always more interesting when there's mystery, but only as he goes on and gets to know um, the girl, he actually you know, the mystery dissolves away and he finds that there's actually no limits <laughs> to like how much you can care about someone. Um, and I, I like that. You weren't listening to a word of that, were you? <laughs> I wasn't. Sorry. <laughs> I was reading something. Sorry. As if you wouldn't even stop me. <laughs> I'm, you know what? No, you don't deserve, you don't deserve to, they're staying in and you don't deserve to have a response to what I said. I'm sorry. No, you're going to have to listen to it. You're going to find out at the same time as the audience. You've I'm lost just, your I privilege. I don't listen to the episodes. Well, then then you'll never know. I'm listening to it now. I'm living it now. I don't need to listen to them. Then you will never, ever know. Uh, I'm sure it was a very good point and I congratulate you. On I thought it, it was. I thought it was insightful. I was like, I'm excited to bring that up. I was um, reading someone lose their mind for no reason. Sorry. Yeah, well, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Not on this podcast, thank you. Um, I can't uh, believe that. It was one job, and it was, and, and in that moment, it was just to listen. I know. You but... don't even need to be fully committed. You just need to have a. You need to read through your notes, have a backup point for when I finish mine. That's how it goes, Nathan. But no. So Sing Street is a good movie. I enjoyed. You're done. I can see it in your eyes. You've switched off mentally. <laughs> we're at, we're at time. We're at we're time. over time. It's true. It's we're over time. time. I'm wrapping up, baby. <laughs> You're not wrapping up. You're just <laughs> logging off and letting me wrap no, up. No, I'm wrapping up. Um, no. So <laughs> I apologize. Okay, I'm sure it's a very good point. Um, watch Sing Street if you haven't. Why you listen to this? Watch it. Um, it's a good movie. I very much enjoy it. Um, great music in it, great characters, and um, yeah, just a a good fun time all around. If you have a choice between watching this movie and another movie that came out in twenty sixteen that is also about music, um, but is 
a lot cheesier and a lot less good and just and, and demands to be taken way more seriously. Yes, um, just don't watch Lamont. Just watch this. It's, it's it's much better. Trust me. It already won more than enough Oscars. Yes, you're not, not going to harm it. Give give time to this small project that was great and better. Nathan, I'm going to bring bring it on back round to the question. Uh, if you are tuning in at this point, if you have tuned in any point through the podcast, if you just skip the beginning because we do have a little waffle at the start, that's fine. Uh, the point of this is a question that I have posed to Nathan. I'll repeat it in a minute. Uh, I pose Nathan the question, uh, a question that always kind of relates to the topic that we're talking about. It might be a hypothetical, it might be a yes or a no, it might be just, you know, whatever the fuck I fancy that week. Um, I have posed it to Nathan. Nathan then has all the time that we record, typically, you know, 40 minutes to an hour type situation uh, where he will then be able to tell me the answer at the end of the podcast. Uh, This week, my question to him was more of a scenario that I've put him in uh, where I've said, that he is the object of my desires, and I've gone the I've gone away to write some music that will win him over and make him want to to give me a kiss. Um, what bands slash artists am I most likely to succeed with? Had I taken inspiration from those, I've got my choices. I need Nathan's choices right now, and we're going to see how many line up and see, you know, if at all I would have been able to give him that kiss in the bath that I so desire in this scenario. Why are we in the bath? I don't know. More fun. All right. We're we're fully dressed, Nathan, if you're (laughs) wondering. So it's not weird. We're just kissing in the bath. We're just kissing in the bath. Don't make it weird. weird. Nathan. Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Right, okay. Um, So the first first one I'll say, and I'll be very disappointed if you don't have this band on there because I feel like you won't know me at all if you haven't got this band on there. Okay. Um, So the first band that I'll say... And are you going to tell me as I say them or after the fact? No, I'll, t- I'll tell you them if they're on my if they're on my list. Okay, first band I have, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that's on that. <laughs> right. So 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 far I'm one out of five away from kissing you. Um, <laughs> so if you get all five, do you kiss me? Is that all the best three out of five? I guess. Um. No. Let's. Yeah, let's go for a majority situation. Yeah. I really, I really want that kiss. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you get in there. Uh, so, Fallout Boy. Yeah. I would also... Uh, oh, wait. Oh, I, I, uh, I got two. That. I got two. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, That's two kisses. I've changed it. It's now number of kisses I get to give you. I might have to go more obscure now. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to be, be true to yourself. No, I am going to be true to myself. I think there's another. You'll have another band on there, which I'll definitely have on my list. But rather than say that, I'll I'll save that one. Um, and I would say for number three, I would go. I don't know if this would necessarily count because it's kind of different. But John Williams. Mm, damn it! Because that's what I listen to a lot. I guess so. Fuck. Yeah. My first L. <laughs> Good. L for you. Two out of three uh, kisses have been secured. <laughs> so no, far. No, no kisses. You only get a kiss secured if it's fucking... No, no, I changed it a minute ago. It's, <laughs> no. now, it's now a point for every kiss. No, kiss that's, no, that's not it. You need to get three <laughs> You need to get three out of five, otherwise no kiss. All right. Um, <laughs> you'll on, ha- just one I th- kiss? <laughs> I think you'll have this one. Um, the Beatles. Oh, we're kissing! I got <laughs> yeah, it! Yeah. I knew you'd have <laughs> yeah. that one. 
Yeah, the Beatles, I like them quite a lot. And then the fifth one, I would probably say, just because I enjoy the music he writes, Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, we're kissing. <laughs> we're kissing anyway. I, right, my full list verbatim as I wrote it was in this order as well. So these are the order it came into my head. Yeah. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and then I put, <laughs> I put in brackets, bonus kiss if he mentions the Hamilton mixtape thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I do um, like that. <laughs> my Chemical Romance. Uh, no, sorry. The, uh, the Beatles was next. Yeah. Um, then it was Fallout Boy. Then it was My Chemical Romance. And as a last side point, I said, <laughs> Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance... <laughs> Any of the other bands that are the exact same as the previous two, I come mentioned. on now, no, <laughs> the, those are two very different bands. First of all, yeah, I don't know. Tell it to the vocalist as well. So, um, that's a bad example. The My Chemical Romance yeah. vocalist sounds like he's always got a nose infection or something. And he wrote a comic, didn't he? He wrote, yeah, he wrote Umbrella Academy. That's what he did. Right, me and, me and Nathan are going to go and kiss. Um, so, so, so thank you for listening. Uh, maybe a slightly longer one, depending on how much I cut this down. So thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed Sing Street. Good movie, good time, good blast all round. And do you know what, Nathan? We're going to be no. blasting next week no, when we're going to be no. doing this. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. You're looking at the only naval aviator on active duty with a confirmed air-to-air killer. Stop. Mind you, the other guy was in a museum piece from the Korean War. Cold War. Different wars. Same century. Not this one. Highway to the danger zone, baby. Dun 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 to next week and how much I do not want to watch this movie. I do not give a fuck. Welcome about... back to the podcast where Nathan made me watch all three Hobbit movies knowing full well I'd hate them all. Uh, they're all three hours long and they weren't fun. Uh, this is my revenge. And and oh, oh what a horrible punishment. I'm, na- I'm making Nathan watch a critically acclaimed film that has been breaking records. I know I'm not out. I know I'm not gonna like it. I know. <laughs> that sounds like a negative Nelly attitude if you ask me yeah um, maybe we're going to be doing that next week you can give us a follow we're on Instagram we are on uh, Twitter we are on TikTok throwing it back the renegade and such and all sorts and that joke that we say all the time yes. uh, we're at another happy pod on there so give us a little follow uh, stitch us is something I learned you could do um, <laughs> maybe stitch us with a funny reaction face or perhaps a renegade of your own uh, which or duettas, duettas, and react to our TikToks. That's another thing you can do. That that's something that I'm also learning. You can do. Oh no, that's when yeah. they they've done that with the um, you know, the girl that looks like she's been held hostage, and then like a uh, million yeah. people have added onto it, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's like a like a SWAT team at the door, yeah, and then like and a news routine. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Do that to us. Do that to us. <laughs> Um, they can't it doesn't work the same ours is like clips from like movies and shit. find a way if tiktok is nothing if not very creative and hilariously weird you can also give us a little review if you like i think most platforms have a little built-in review system yeah um, maybe. maybe they do maybe they don't i know you can do it on spotify and apple so if you're listening there those are the main ones that we care about yeah so. do, give us review give us a little review do us a favor give us five stars let us know what you think about the episodes let us know what you liked what you didn't uh, and whether Nathan should get a haircut. 
Um, <laughs> never. I caught him Danny Zuko combing his hair just before we recorded. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't Danny Zuko combing. You were. I was putting it back into a sensible little bob. <laughs> My word. Not uh, a bob. Uh, a bun. Sorry. A bun. God, I'm still getting used to all these terms. If 2017 you heard you right now, <laughs> fuck me. I know. I'm an older man, Lawrence. He'd be rolling in his student digs. <laughs> as, the, student as, the, digs. as the dads out there. I was going to say, as my dad would say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, give us a review. Um, that would be fun. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think I've said everything. Uh, you have. See you next week, party people. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.